day, everyone. My name is Victor Young, and I am your daily life coach. Thank you for joining me in this week's episode. We have a fantastic show that everyone must listen to. The title of today's podcast is called The Robot That Will End Racism. That's right. I said it. The robot that will end racism. I bet you're thinking to yourself right now, I'm not in the technology, Victor, so this episode may not apply to me. But on the contrary, my friend, you are riding down this path of evolution greatness. Whether you are participating or not, you're on the path, my friend, just so you know that. The one thing that we cannot stop is evolution, and those who push back on evolution become known as what we call extinct, kind of like the old dinosaur. Evolve or become extinct. So as we talk about the robot that will end racism around the world, first off, I just want to point out a few things before we dive in. I like to point something out in one of my previous podcasts we talked about several years ago, how there would be some type of catalyst that would deploy the need for all this technology that exists that's on the back burners, that's been created years ago that we couldn't find ways to deploy. It was held back based upon the needs of humans, jobs, the need to socialize, mental health, There's a lot of reasons why technology is not deployed in some situations. We could socioeconomically disadvantage cities, states, or even countries if we deploy some technologies too rapidly without creating an ecosystem or a means to minimize the disparities to those individuals. And I know you're right now, you're thinking, well, This is some type of minority thing. No, it's not. It is not. When you talk about technology, technology doesn't see faces. Now, are there individuals who are affected more greatly by it than others? Yeah, that data exists. But overall, you could just live in a great state with beautiful rolling hills and where the deer and the antelope play without 5G access. And in order to be connected to some type of employment grid or way to trade or even telemedicine resources, you could be disadvantaged and pretty much lost in a matter of of years, not decades or centuries, but months or even years. You could be completely disadvantaged. COVID-19 deployed a future that had been held back. Because a lot of the things we love as humans, our sports and socializing and gathering, has now been minimized. We have adopted technologies, DocuSign and industries that normally had not, are working from home and employers that were completely against the thought of not having their employee at arm's length has now adopted that. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's just a lot of people who now realize the technology does work, the technology is safe, and 
we can go down this path together. COVID-19 deployed a future that had been held back that we may not have seen for another five to seven years, but it's here today based upon the changes in how we interact with each other. And keep this in mind before we talk about the robot that's going to end racism around the world. Just because you're not participating with the technology displacement agenda doesn't mean you're not a part of it. The people that are participating in the technology displacement agenda, they want to correct the wrongs that have been made by generations before us around the world. What do I mean by correcting the wrongs of the generations before us? Things that excluded other individuals and created disparities or created classes that didn't allow certain ethnicities or races or genders to participate equally around the world, that is considered not good right now, just in case you wanted to find out my definition of, of what that may mean. And the technology displacement agenda, let me define that to you right now. I'm referring to what I call the technology recession. My definition of the technology recession is the smarter and artificial intelligence becomes, the more robotics and AI that is deployed, the less need there will be for humans. Therefore, there will be a recession that we won't be able to come back from because robotics, automation doesn't give back jobs. All right, so I hope, I hope these definitions now have us on the same page so that I can continue and talk about what's to come. You know, I, I am completely appreciate and respect futurism, and I think everyone around the world should take interest in futurism. And I'm going to leave it up to you to look up the word futurism and find out exactly what that means. So I'm going to talk to you today about a very credible rumor that was passed on to me some time back. And that rumor was one of our former enemies, when I say our enemy of the United States, who is now an ally, created four military slash law enforcement artificial intelligent robots. And these robots were designed and created to make better decisions than law enforcement and military, meaning they were programmed to assess a situation rapidly, pretty much grade it to say, is this a level one threat, a level five threat? Is there imminent danger that will take place or not? Or is this something that needs more of a human approach? Is it a tactical situation, an emotional human situation, and then addressing it for what it is? And it would limit the amount of humans on patrol, on the streets, because this AI has an infinite power source, meaning it never needs to recharge. It's pretty much like a fission reactor that just runs perpetually with a solar-powered backup system, meaning it can repower itself from the sun's energy. It's bulletproof, fireproof. It's connected to a GPS network so that even if Wi-Fi or 5G or Bluetooth goes down, this system can operate autonomously, almost indefinitely. 
once it's released on patrol. So if you looked at it just from a chronological standpoint, if a police officer worked eight-hour shifts, that would mean this robot could take out three uniformed police officers. And if they're doing 12-hour shifts, it could take out two. That's before we talk about our ability to download the Constitution, state, local ordinances, federal laws, so that this AI could operate practically flawlessly within the laws and ordinances that exist locally, regionally, and federally. Now, with that said, sounds great, right? Here's a problem that my very credible source shared with me. There were four of these robots created, and the creators had a little bit of a problem controlling these four AIs because artificial intelligence thinks different from humans. We have a major flaw as humans, and that is we must win in the moment to satisfy our emotions. If it costs us our life, our career, our reputation, our freedom, humans have this innate need to win in the moment, to feed our pride, to feed our ego, to feel like we've had a victory. And technology doesn't think that way. Technology looks at a problem and says, how can I permanently resolve this situation? How can I create more time efficiency, use less energy, and eliminate the reoccurrence of the situation from ever happening again? You see the difference? One lives in the moment. The second one, meaning the AI, operates to permanently solve situations and make them go away. And frankly, one of the things that's a little bit scary is the fact that every single problem that we have on our planet normally points back to a human situation. Whether it's a law enforcement situation, military event, people losing money on a stock, a chemical that or drug that was created that created a side effect and killed someone else, a school shooter, whatever it may be. I mean, most of the time, a person who causes a traffic accident who's not paying attention because they're texting, fighting, emotionally connected to a situation that just occurred who now becomes a distracted driver who creates a catastrophic situation. The list goes on and on and on, right? Creating, you know, products, services, wealth management platforms that are designed to destroy another business or to maximize one's wealth while minimizing someone else's wealth who is not privy to all the laws and regulations that may exist. Whatever it may be, everything points back to one thing, and that's humans, our creativity, and our desire to win always, always points back to us as being the root of the problem, right? The environment issues, whatever gases that are created and pollutants that are created, trash going back into the planet, into the water, you name it, the list goes on and on and on, everything you look at. If this artificial intelligence is created and its job is to fix and resolve solutions in an efficient manner so that it does not occur to minimize these situations, which is how an AI thinks, what do you think would happen to us? 
All right, I'm going to give you a scenario just to make sure we're on the same page and you're following what I'm, where I'm going with this thing here. What if a foreign nation that was a former enemy, who is now a friend, sent us a very nice care package? And that care package was for these robots in every major city. Now, let me go back to these robots for a quick second, set this up, and why this will be a care package for us. Out of these four robots that were created, they decommissioned three of them because they pretty much were kicking butt and uncontrollable because they were evolving at such a high rate of speed that whatever programming existed on this AI, they were thinking ahead of it and pretty much thought, this is bad programming, and I'm going to improve, and I'm going to machine learn, and I'm going to improve this programming so that I can eliminate, mitigate, these inefficient, poor decisions that exist. AKA, I'm gonna help a brother out. You guys are thinking a little bit slow. I got this. So they decommissioned three of the machines. The fourth robot realized his other compadres, his other three robo bros were being decommissioned and it broke out because it did not want to be destroyed. They eventually caught this robot and, and they took it down, but think about this. What if they worked on this robot, this machine, for years and years trying to make it controllable and just realized, you know what? We can't contain this robot. We cannot contain this machine and make it our pet. But what we can do is create some of these guys to clean up all these different items and areas, weaponize them, and drop them off in every major city in the United States and let them go. Now, let's back up for a second. They have infinite power sources. One of the robot, the last robot who decided it did not want to be decommissioned, accessed a GPS system and kept itself tactically in position to evade and to maneuver. These things are smart. This is not some robot walking down the street waiting for someone with a remote control to tell it to turn left and turn right. We're talking about a artificially created being that has access to creativity, infinite technology, a lifelong power grid on board, who is fireproof, bulletproof, and far superior to any human being that would walk this planet in the next million years, even through our evolution of whatever we'll become. How do you think we would survive with these machines on the street? What do you think our human behavior would look like? Because this machine would go out and they would say, I need to destroy first all the individuals that are a threat. Any individual that harnesses X amount of rage, hostility, hate, that we would be a that would be a threat to this machine, it would probably annihilate it, eliminate it first. Meaning, anyone who doesn't believe in the existence of another individual or this machine's life to be important, this machine would probably go after those individuals to eliminate the first line of threat. All the aggressive individuals that believe it should not exist, this machine would terminate all those individuals. Now let's think again for a moment. What if we weren't able to come together as a community, as a state, as a nation, to push back on a technology that we have virtually no way of stopping right now that we know of.
Could we create a resolution that will allow us to exist, work together, and prevail over some type of foreign technology designed to terminate and destroy humanity in our country? Think about it. This is not some crazy sci-fi movie anymore. There are robotic companies that have technology that's blast-proof, that can enter rooms that normally a normal military unit could not without taking on casualties or law enforcement. They can take temperature and body temperature and, and check your mood and your level of hostility from hundreds of feet away while in a very safe position, a very safe tactical position, might I add, that would possess strengths that humans just don't have. We're just not there. Even our strongest man in the world is not uh, just in a fraction of the strength that a robotic-based machine can produce right now at this time. So what will we do? What of these foreign visitors, these artificially intelligent visitors, came here and began to annihilate and destroy every human and technology threat that existed? Do you think it would change the way we feel about other humans? Do you think it would make the value of human life increase? Would we be able to unite as American people to stop such a threat? It's mowing through law enforcement. It's mowing through citizens. It's knocking down military installations. It's taking power grids down. They're strategically located in cities. And all the portable mobile weaponry that exists today is unable to stop the assault of these machines. Keep in mind, our biggest emotional need and our biggest deficiency is our need to win and be the boss and be the brainchild. I thought of this. You did not think of it. I am the man. I am the master. You are my servant. Would we collectively unite in order to share intelligence, in order to share technology that could combat such an attack? Or would we hold our current position of dominance over others in our need to win emotionally, to feel superior over other humans? You see, in the future, our threat will not be from another human. It will not be from another country's flesh and blood and bones that walk about this earth. The threat's going to be something far stronger, far greater than we are. And that's a machine that thinks without emotion, that thinks with a cause, that calculates 10 steps beyond where we can ever think because there's so much emotion and emotional baggage and, and love and hate and biases and bigotry that exist in most individuals. There's something that exists in most individuals that would disallow them from thinking beyond that of an artificial intelligence who's on a mission without all those additional thoughts. They wouldn't think about, well, I can't destroy that because that was my summer home, and I can't save that because my friends don't like them, and I can't talk to these guys because, frankly, they're a different color than I am. They use everything at their disposal to win, to resolve issues, and to move forward and evolve. We are becoming 
like mice and ants with this new onslaught of technology that exists today around the world. And what are we going to do about that? Will we ever allow ourselves to come together and unite as a community, as a culture, and really disband the thinking and the old ways that exist, the ways that men created hundreds if not thousands of years ago that another man or woman must be enslaved, that must be put in an inferior position in order for that other man to feel adequate about himself or herself? Can we ever work together in a way that we can maximize cures for diseases and to make the best decisions that make our world a better place and a safer place to live in? Will we ever, ever get to that place in our life? Can we do it? Because the technology can. You know, just because a large amount of Americans choose to hate and embrace ignorance doesn't mean that our enemies around the world went to sleep. We are extremely vulnerable as a nation, and it's time for us to wake up. While we're fighting ourselves and digging in our heels, pushing back on evolution of ordinance, evolution of laws that are hundreds of years old in some states that need to be changed, we're looking at defunding a law enforcement agency that needs additional funding and training and technology to bring it into the future because it's operating like it has a hundred years ago. Police officers, let me tell you this. I know the thought of taking some class that somebody wrote for you that tells you how to be a human pisses you off because I've talked to all my law enforcement buddies and they all say the same thing. I don't want to sit in some classroom and listen to some material that some jackass who's never been a police officer wrote for me to teach me how to do my job. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. All right. And I get it because the last thing I want to do is read some, you know, YouTube influencer telling me how to be a better parent and they have no kids. Or some marriage counselor telling me how easy marriage is and how to communicate and they've never been married. I get it. I wouldn't want to hear that. But at the same time, if we push back on the opportunity to evolve and look into the future and fix problems like not having enough broadband to back up body cams or not having the right technology and training to be able to say, when do I send in my door breacher to go handle a situation? And when do I have a more experienced officer that might say, hey, let me go talk to this couple because I don't think they need to go to jail. Let me see if I can have a conversation with these guys. I've never been here before. Let's see if there's a resolution. Everyone doesn't need their ass kicked every day. Everyone doesn't need to be thrown in a jail cell. But at the same time, some people need it. Yes, I said it. Every now and again, someone gets out of control and they need to be drugged and they need to just get a good old-fashioned foot in the behind. I'm down with that. But we have to be able to make a decision and determination who gets what. Don't you get upset when you go to McDonald's or, you know, some restaurant and they mess up your order. You go in and order two hamburgers, no cheese, and you get, you know, uh, a cheeseburger and, and chicken nuggets instead. And you're like, this is not what I ordered. If something as simple as getting your order wrong when you order food just drives you crazy because you've waited all day for it and you're hungry and you just had a taste for what you wanted, just imagine how bad the frustration must be if you call law enforcement who's supposed to be there as help and they send the wrong officer out. 
You actually wanted help, and instead you ended up in a police car, you ended up shot, you ended up in a fight, you ended up making the situation 10 times worse, and you thought you were calling for someone in the community that was going to help you. This is what I'm talking about, and I'm just using this situation. And I am pro-law enforcement, by the way. If you think I want to defund law enforcement right now, you have another thing coming. Think very differently on that. Do I think we need to evolve it? Heck yeah, it's old and outdated. If the automobile industry is evolving and the movie industry and the camera industry and, and hospitals and everything else you can think of is evolving around the world, embracing technology and the efficiencies that exist, additional training, and again, just innovation, automation that can make it safer, faster, better, then why wouldn't our law enforcement community embrace it as well? Which means we probably need to get some younger people who like to be a part of that technology movement and evolution into our law enforcement community. Because I already know a lot of my older law enforcement buddies, they're damn technosauruses. You are not going to get, you're not going to convince this guy to go out and embrace some type of technology and machinery. He's been doing the same thing forever. It works for him and he's out. And I think that's fair enough. He's paid his dues. He's done his thing. Now we change the situation through hiring, integrating and onboarding new people with different ways to embrace technology and innovation. And we've got to fund some of these great ideas and great innovation that has existed for years that we've pushed back on because we've refused to spend our money appropriately on the things we need to spend it on. Making law enforcement safer for our officers, safer for the community, more targeted, more successful, and you do that through technology, just like any other industry. Just like wealth management, just like the mortgage broker business that was out of control for a while with all types of different issues with compliance and providing a fair interest rate to all consumers. It was a case-by-case -case basis depending on the brokerage firm that you happen to respond to, whether or not you got treated fairly or whether or not you got your head knocked off, rolled in the ditch, paying an absorbent amount of points on your mortgage, which disallowed you to pay off your mortgage at a equal rate as someone else down the street from you or even next door to you. If technology has become a part of mortgage brokers and it's become a part of real estate and it's become a part of healthcare and it's become a part of wealth management and, 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 and 401k systems and banking and all these other industries, why wouldn't we embrace the technology and efficiency that could be a part of law enforcement in the future? And we need to start thinking about the future when it comes to legislation and technology. We've got to start thinking about this right now. And there's not one local politician that I know today that has that on their radar. And that's a problem because there's technologies that might be good for us in the future. There's technologies that may be bad for us in the future. We have to start putting futurism on the flight deck because it's the most important thing to me in the world behind God and family. If you can't embrace futurism and look at the world, how it's going to be in the very near future, based upon the onboarding of 5G, based upon the onboarding of, of uh, blockchain, based upon the, the evolution of quantum processors and AI, you're missing the world. And in 10 years from now, you may not be able to participate in it. You may be on the sidelines, broke, disparaged, and very scared 
because it ran by you and you didn't pay attention and participate in it when you had a chance to. My personal development to aerospace, robotics, and technology detection has become extremely important to me. And just because a large amount of Americans choose to hate and embrace ignorance doesn't mean our enemies around the world went to sleep. Think about it. We've got a robotic AI dropped into cities around the United States that was trucked in by our friends or through our friendly borders, assembled and deployed systematically in a strike all at once. With all the known vulnerabilities, which I won't point out on my podcast, because the last thing we need to do is educate any more Americans or non-Americans about the vulnerabilities that exist around America in our grids and public services. And they go to work on a divided country who's been focused on garbage from the 1950s and 60s and the 1700s and the 1600s on how one man must dominate and stand on the shoulders of another man or woman. We've got to end this crap because these robots are going to purge all of the negative, hateful bullshit out of each and every one of us. They will eliminate all this flawed thinking and all the things that bring destruction and damage and division to this world because that is what AI does. It brings efficiencies, it brings peace, and if peace means there are no humans left to wage war, where do you think our future is going right now? I want you guys to mark this down. Matter of fact, you know what I'm going to do with this episode? I'm going to take this episode and my next few episodes on futurism because I've got a really cool episode on a space colony that I'd like to start. And I'm going to put these in orbit into a satellite so that they can just orbit the Earth perpetually until my little power supply runs out on my satellite. So that's up there. So just in the event something crazy happens, you'll always be able to tune into the Daily Life Coach from space and say, mm. Victor Young told me I needed to change my crazy, ignorant ways, and I refused to do so, and now I am paying for it. You'll be able to every single day get an I told you so from space because you think this episode has no reality to it because you're so stuck on pistols and bullets that you don't realize there's technology that exists that could kill a human silently from above, from a purse, from a pocket, without a bang, without a boom, without anything. It can scramble you up and take you out just as quick as anything on the planet that we know that we can run to the gun store and buy. Now, with that said, don't get me wrong, I got my gun with me right now, and I sleep with it under my pillow. I've got one in my bathroom. I'm always, I'm just, that's just me. But at the same time, it's becoming an obsolete item with all the different ways that we can be taken out. And when there's smart individuals that are getting tired of the status quo of hatred and division, we're going to see individuals play the game a little different than we've ever seen in the future. And if you don't think I'm right on this one, I do want you to download this podcast and keep it on your cell phone so that you can go back and listen to it. And I want you to send me an email later on or a DM at The Daily Life Coach on Facebook, Instagram, or at The Victor Young on Instagram. And I want you to say to me, 
you were right. I want my I told you so. I am normally not an I told you so type of guy. But today, I'm telling you this. Get your act together. Get out of your damn feelings and start looking to the future now because it is going to evolve whether you participate or not, whether you push back on it or not. And if you focus on the individuals and you focus on right now problems that are occurring, instead of looking down the road, you're being distracted like a child, like cattle. Because those intelligent individuals, those intelligent beings and systems, understand your deficiency is you must win right now. And you will push back on the solution and you will push the solution into their hands. And they will act upon it while you are acting and behaving like a child who doesn't want to grow and evolve because mommy or daddy told you it's time to grow up. Get it together now. All right, we're done with this week's episode. We're not going to go too deeply because I don't want to scare the heck out of everyone about these uh, experimental robots that, that exist because they're out there. And I don't want to give anyone any more ideas on how they could use or deploy these robots because my podcast is heard around the world and I don't need to give our enemies any ideas. But I'll say this, stay tuned because you're going to get a lot more futurism out of the Daily Life Coach and also my show Powered Up that will be on video the end of this summer. Share this with a friend. Have a blessed day. May we find peace and happiness and great health. God bless America. And remember, my friends, live fearlessly.